weekend of January 15. I'm Joel Marshall, and joining me to take a look at all the weekend's action is my Winning Post colleague, Daniel Nuttall. Well, Dan, it's uh, been a big build-up, and we're finally here. Magic Millions Day on the Gold Coast. Nine of the best, and uh, some massive fields, and a lot of hype concerning the big one, the two-year-old classic, Can the Unbeaten Philly Cool and Gatter take her record to three from three. Markets suggest she will. It's going to be a, a good race day. What are you most looking forward to? Yeah, look, Colin Gala was a horse I sort of um, predicted big things for in a podcast a few weeks ago. It wasn't hard to find considering her deeds on the track so far. And the two wins, Joel, have been um, outstanding. She sort of hasn't had it easy in, e- in either of those, um, but she's won quite convincingly. And, and I think in both one with a bit left in reserve. So she deserves to be the, the price she is in the, the two-year-old classic. I do think there's quite a bit of depth behind her, but she'll be hard to beat. Um, it is a highlight, I think, for mine, but the three-year-old guineas is another cracking race all throughout the card as well. Magic Millions Day, one of my favourite days of the year um, and uh, plenty of great betting races. And um, this year has lived up to it once again. Indeed, there do uh, there does look to be uh, some very good uh, betting races on the card. We'll take you through the program. Uh, we do have a black type race over in the West and also the Standish at Flemington, uh, newly positioned Standish, usually on New Year's Day, but push, push back a couple of weeks on the calendar. We'll get to those races shortly, but we'll head to the Gold Coast. And as I said, we'll take you through the card. We'll whiz through the first few races, but um, yeah, obviously quality on offer. For the whole of the day in the program, as it always does, kicks off with the Maiden. Uh, rich race, $250,000. Plenty of last start second place getters and usually plenty of beaten favourites going around too. It's a tough race. <laughs> um, what have you come up with, Daniel? Yeah, it's one of my f- sort of favourite races of the card, um, this Maiden. It uh, seems to, uh, I think... This and, this and this year around, it's no different. I really like one here. I've made her my best bet of the card, actually. Warpth, the mare from the Snowden camp, Hinchinbrook mare. Um, I was sort of with her for much of the preparation, uh, you know, debut prep last time in. And um, she did burn me a couple of times. She was beaten as a favourite twice. Um, and just off some really nice trials leading into that uh, preparation, I think she ran poorly. She bumped into a couple of good ones. Lady of Luxury was one. She ran second to it. Wyong, that horse has certainly gone on with it, was a winner last week at the Gold Coast. In fact, a very good winner. Um, and Warmth, this time in, she's had three trials again, and she's really impressed me in those. In those. Um, she's won two of them. The most recent win was quite soft on the line, and then the one prior to that, she was a nose off a, a subsequent city winner in Melbourne in a trial. So she's gone the right way. The key here is that she's drawn well. There's a few of these, a uh, few of her main rivals um, who have drawn quite poorly in this. And she's, unlike those, she's come up with a good gate, barrier three. She's got a soft run in behind them and have plenty to offer in the straight. So she's my best of the cut on the on the program at the Gold Coast. Race one, number nine, Warmth. In for second, I got the 12, Miss Seattle. Um, thought her two runs, uh, last preparation, two starts, two seconds, were very good. Yeah, at 54 kilos and a nice trial leading in. In for third, I have five hair apparent who I was, would give probably give more of a more of a push to if he'd drawn a good gate, but he's drawn twenty one of twenty one. He obviously come into sixteen after emergencies a scratch, but um, he's been good from two two runs back from a spell. I think he's over the odds in this and the one in for fourth, ambitious spirit. Keen on the nine though, on top of twelve, five and one, Joel. Well, just to really confuse the listeners, um, I'll throw up a completely different set of four numbers. 
Um, I am going to be having a couple of bets on number seven and eight. Seven sing a love song for me. I thought Gosford wasn't the go, drifting back or easing back from the wide gate and then just well, it was sort of out of picture for most of the way. They were running along. He really only got warm late. That was the Gosford guineas. Um, just sort of going with a bit of a theory that horses coming out of, you know, they've run out of their class, coming back to this maiden, usually run well. So I'll go with seven, sing a love song from eight, citizen, horror draw, but um, talent has uh, real talent, this colt. He had 12 months off off the debut, hit the line well at Mornington, then went to a benchmark 70 at Flemington and was a bit green. And Craig Williams had the ride there, um, would have learned a bit about the colt. I like him back in trip with the winkers on. There'll be my two bets. Three Jackson in time. Well, he's lost form, but maybe back to a maiden. He can hit back. His fresh run in the winning route, it was excellent. His next two in the gold edition and Vaux Road have been poor. So I'm just hoping back to a maiden, he can bounce back. And 11 Karate. He's had plenty of chances. Eight goes, placed in six of them. Hasn't always had the favours and has been running in some pretty strong Sydney maiden. Seven from eight, three and 11. For me in the maiden race two, is the Magic Millions open? Uh, this is again worth a quarter of a million over eighteen hundred. And Daniel Wheelhouse did the job for the front page followers of the Winning Post last week. Well done to you for picking him, and uh, he's on the quick backup. Can he do it again? Hoping so, and I think he can. Um, yeah, good win last week in the wave. He sort of tracked quite wide on the turn there, and let down strongly at the eight, end of eighteen hundred meters. Um, just sort of his first go up towards that trip. Um, and in fact, he was strong through a line, 1,800 metres, obviously promising, and he can do it again over the same trip, track and trip um, this week. Um, this isn't a whole heap tougher, really. Uh, he's back a kilo and a half in the weights. Um, now that he's got that confidence boost, um, confidence booster, I think he can go with the job on the quick backup. So he's on top for me, Joel, the two. With a four in next, Willow Tito, I think, is over the odds this mare. Um, trained at the track. She's won a couple of races here. She tackled a, a pretty handy race at Gosford last start. The Bell of the Turf uh, got a long way back, made steady ground there without threat, but it was a pretty um, nice performance. She's reaching P Fitness now, fourth up and rising to a suitable trip. I thought she was a bit of a knockout hope before. In for third, I got the one reloaded, um, the class of the field. This is the weakest race he's seen for some time. And in for fourth, the stable mate five, big boy Roy. Roll forward from the good gate, 54 kilos. Might take some catching. Certainly been it for a long way. Two four one five. I'm going to give Love Tap another chance. He was a little bit disappointing in the straight last week, but I think the drying track and perhaps just the inside being a little bit better, hopefully on Saturday, will help. He drops four kilos. Tim Clark in the saddle, and um, there doesn't seem to be much pressure up front here. I think he leads quite comfortably. So we'll give him another go to be two wheelhouse, one reloaded. And five, Big Boy Roy. Race three on the card is the Magic Millions Sub-Zero. This is the first of the million-dollar races, and it is for the stayers over 2,400, Daniel. Yeah, and with uh, Nola start winner in Paris Sounds, um, given a really nice ride, winning the, the Group 3 Summer Cup at Randwick, and a horse I think you tipped at big odds um, in our Ruffies panel, Joel. So... Well done to you yeah, there. It was, and a, I, it was a good get for us that day. For sure. And um, I was on Creaderis that race, who, again, did his best work late and, and ran on strongly into second. But no match for Parry Sound. Um, it was a good win for 2,000 metres there. Um, from what he's shown to me in the past, he's only going to improve, I would have thought, rising again to 2,400 metres. Um, his run in the Grafton Cup last preparation over this trip was excellent. It's pretty handy Grafton Cup um, there. And 
he was very good from a long way back. So I think you can only improve rising in trip the one, and he's on top for me, um, Parry Sound. Number seven in next confrontational. Blinker's coming off this horse. Um, I thought he's definitely won. Uh, it's come up probably a bit short. I thought he would have started a bit longer than the $10 he's now. Has, has had some support. Um, the recent form has been better than it reads on, uh, on paper. I think the, the rise to trip here will certainly suit him. And, yeah, it wasn't a disgrace in the wave last weekend. Landos the five and the two Wapiti in next. But I think it's a, uh, a race in two for mine. Four, one and seven on top of five and two. Yeah, I'm with one Parry Sound. Obviously a lot shorter in the market this week. He does go up six kilos, but I think he's just um, sort of building into his prep and he's got a lot lot more to come, I would have thought. So he's on top for me. I thought five out Landos could be, perhaps be the Quinella runner. Uh, had a big weight second up and ran really well. And then he was okay last start at Randwick. Wasn't beaten all that far. Uh, two in for third. Wapiti, very consistent. Drawn well. Should be able to run the trip. And I've thrown Navy Cross in for fourth. He'll go forward. He was a winner here over 2,200 last time in. His two runs back have been a, a bit ordinary, but I think back on top of the ground, he can improve off that heavy failure last time out. Uh, one on top for me from five, two, and four. Race four is the Magic Millions Phillies and Mares over 1,300 metres and a pretty good lineup here, Daniel. Yeah, terrific. I think it's a ripping race. Um, Crone, the top way to, you know, group one winner in this restricted race is obviously um, gets in well. And she was an outstanding first up in the Nudgy Stakes. A really wet track is she does enjoy the, the sting out of the ground. So like, I guess, a few of her rivals in that race, she probably was a little bit favoured uh, with the conditions, uh, she certainly one who gets through the going quite well. But she was outstanding, I thought. Fresh, taking on some um, horses, uh, some sprinters who sort of had fitness under their belt. She was first up off, off nine years. I'm uh, sorry, nine years, nine months. Bit of an injury layoff. Um, almost going to be retired to stud, but she's come back for new ownership now. And yeah, the, the first up run I thought was outstanding. Bodes well for a preparation. Second up, slight rise and trip. Obviously, both ticks. Um, she's uh, on top for me. I've got the three in next Kiku. Uh, tackled stronger races first up. Um, but I really liked the... Uh, she tackled a stronger race first up uh, than Crone did, but I thought the run there was quite well, quite good behind Kementari. who got through the going nicely. Uh, both of those mares have good second up form. They're clearly the top two in the race. Uh, in, for four, in for third, I've got the eight, Brookspire, and the seven, Snapdancer, second up. Um, they're both obviously got good chances as well, but I'll play around the one and the three. One, three, eight, seven. Same four for me. I tried to find a bit of a roughie to throw in there, but I just couldn't uh, come up with one. I've gone with seven, Snap Dancer. Third in this race last year behind Crone, uh, coming off a win at Randwick um, in mid-December. She tackled that same meeting, but she tackled the stronger race, the listed razor sharp this time around and beat all bar special reward. Uh, she is two from three second up and I think uh, ready to... Peak, uh, three kicker in for second, class act, very good return behind Kementari. Eight, Brookspire, blinkers on for the drop back to 1,300. Um, she sort of came away with expat, had a real dueling battle there at Gosford, went down as a dollar thirty-five, but I don't mind her coming back in trip, as I said, with the blinkers on and can't leave number one crone out. Probably wants it, would, would you know, probably be elevated in the tips if it was wetter, um, but we're looking at, um, sort of dry weather. I think it's a soft five on Thursday and I think we're sort of going to press into the good range. So probably takes her advantage away a little bit, but she's certainly in the mix. Seven for me from three, eight and one. 
Race five, this is the Magic Million Snippets for the sprinters over 1,200 metres. And uh, Daniel, well, we were going to see Isotope a couple of weeks ago until the heavens opened and Tony Golan elected to save her for this race first up. So she's got a bit of a challenge, but it's um, yeah, going to be interesting to see how she returns. She's a very exciting mare. Absolutely. She's on top for me. Um, yeah, a bit of a... <clears throat> Um, interrupted a prep, I guess. I guess you could say uh, this wasn't going to be the first up assignment initially, but um, she's still on top. The form in Sydney in a brief campaign during the autumn was um, reads very well for this. She was second to Group, subsequent Group One winner in Wild Ruler um, in. Sorry, in the Arrowfield Sprints, and uh, and then won the Derby Monroe before that first up, uh, beating Odium in a pretty good field. In behind her horse that flies fresh, twelve hundred meters, a pet trip. Um, certainly will be the one to beat here. The 14, a bit of depth in behind her, though. There's a good race. Six away game chase. It's a pretty handy one in uh, Morabi last start. Uh, awkward draw there, and um, but she was running on uh, really strongly at the end of 1,100 metres. It was a very good return. She's such a ripping mare, her away game. She was drawn nicely here in barrier one um, with James McDonald on board. Should get, be afforded every chance, and... Um, she said she's a clear second pick for me. Totally charmed. The four is flying this preparation. Excellent win over the 1,000 last start. Could end with a wide draw, but we'll be getting back anyway. And the fourth, in for fourth, we've got the three, Raheron. My numbers, 14, 6, 4, 3. Sorry, 14, 6, yeah, 14, 6, 4, and 3. You know, I'm going to go uh, a bit of an old mate who I had uh, put in the sin bin and then he blew them away at good odds and I wasn't on at his last start. And that's Superium. We haven't seen him race for, so, uh, well, since the winter carnival, he won that Hinkler at a big price. He is a talent. He goes well fresh and I've liked his recent trials. He's a horse that often finds bad luck. I'm sure he's up to winning a race like this if he gets the breaks. Um, and I just thought at double figure odds again, I'll uh, fall back into him each way. But I do like away game. I've sort of been with her well through the last six months and she's uh, you know she ran really well through the spring without winning her fresh run was excellent just couldn't pick up Marabi but uh, you know real flashing light run she's going to be hard to beat in for third number 14 isotope very exciting mare in the Quinella eight of ten I'm sure she'll be ready to go first up and in for fourth nine tycoonist was beaten last week in Sydney by the stablemate true detective but I thought it was a good effort and he was dominant winning that start prior so look he's you know, taking on slightly better company but he's in form very consistent i think he's one worth to uh, worth including in your multiples five on top for me though from six fourteen and nine race six is the magic millions cup and this is a cracking race um they got 23 final acceptors 18 plus the emergencies it is over the 1400 and you can go in a number of different directions here daniel it could. I'm pretty keen on one, though, in the seven nudge. Chris Waller trained mare. She's a, she's a ripping mare. She um, <clears throat> was very ex, very good in the nudgy stakes last start. I thought she was uh, on, the, on the turn, sort of didn't really give her much hope. She was sort of buried near last on the fence, um, but she ran home strongly. What was the inferior ground on that wet track? Um, she's a horse that seldom runs poorly. She was 1,600 back to 1,200 metres there for a little bit of a freshen up, but I think 1,400 metres is more a go and with a genuine tempo expected um, and clear air at the right time, I think she'll be hard to hold out nudge. So she's on top for me. The seven, or the five in next Ballistic Boy. Thought he did enough fresh. Um, excellent second up form and Brad Stewart hops back on. He's got a good association with the horse. That's a big plus. 
Oscar Zulu, the 11, a big chance. Loved the return uh, from him first up. Uh, didn't look, always been a fan of the horse, and he knows where the line is. Didn't think he'd um, produce that first up at, at a bigger price, but the, the lightweight sort of told there, the 54.5 kilos, and it was a press, an impressive return. He's um, in for a good preparation. And Profit Kamantari, I think, you can throw into the quaddy as well. My numbers, seven on top of five, 11 and 15. Yeah, I'm going for one at a bit of a price here. Number 16, Poetic Charmer. Uh, I've just noticed on the Racing Australia website that it has its status as spelling. So he's going to find it hard to win if he is indeed spelling. But um, <laughs> I'm hoping that's an error and that he has made the trip up to the Gold Coast. He ran at this meeting last year in the snippets over 1,200. It was a very good run. Ran on really well. I think he's going pretty well this time in. It was a really strong third behind Tycoonus first up and then forget the last run in the Christmas Classic at Canterbury. Had no luck. That was the race 11-11 one last year and came through that to win this race. He often finds one better. He runs a lot of placings, this bloke, but he's big odds, and I reckon he'll run a bit of a race. Number 16, Poetic Charmer, ahead of three Bo Rossa. They've elected to go to this race instead of the snippets. They accepted for both. He's got the wide gate, but I think getting to 1,400 second up, he's going to be hard to hold out if he gets any luck. Uh, in for third, can't leave out Kementari. He's just going super. It was a lovely ride by Nashville Willer. He just cuddled and cuddled him and then pushed the go button. There was plenty there. We're going to be on a dry track. He's you know, he's very, very good with the sting out. But um, look, he's racing well and he'll get a lovely kind run from that gate. And in for fourth, number seven, Nudge. Can't leave out your top pick. She's a talented mare and she won't be far away. But I've got 16 on top from 3, 1, and 7. Race 7, first of the real big ones, the $2 million two-year-old classic. And as mentioned earlier, we do have a raging hot favourite. She is odds on. She is called Cool and Gatta. Daniel, are you with her? I am with her. Um, she's picks herself on top from what she's done so far, Joel. The two wins have been impressive, as I mentioned earlier. Um, first that win at Doombin in the McLaughlin. Did it very easily there and um, looks looks hard to beat. Got about even money at the moment. I think it's a pretty good price um, for Cool and Gatter. So she's on top the nine. I think the 11 is the danger. And I think the, the market does suggest that. That's Russian Conquest, unbeaten. Philly, um, they had a Russian, Russian Revolution, former Snowden trained horse. And now this, this Philly's trained by the Snowden camp. And yeah, the, the win in Randwick up to 1,100 metres last start was excellent. She um, made her rivals look second rate. Gets the gun draw barrier four, uh, 55 kilos. She ticks a lot of boxes. And there's the, the clear second pick. Perfect mission and bright blue sky fill out the numbers for me. I, th- I really like Perfect Mission's uh, preparation so far. She was unlucky not to win first and second up because she didn't. She sort of had to have another couple of runs uh, to get the prize money to force her way into the race. And she beat a pretty handy little. Uh, Gold Coast uh, five-horse field, two back. I thought it was quite impressive. The format of that race had been good. And then last week behind Miss Hellfire. I did have a chance to run past her, but she stuck to her guns quite well. Um, I think she's over the odds. 16 bright blue sky, warmed up late in that uh, race behind Cool and Gatter. Um, Last start, first up in Australia. She's a chance at a bigger price as well. But nine on top of 11, 14, and then 16. Yeah, I couldn't tip against the favourite Cool and Gatter. I usually try and get the favourite's beat, but hard to go against. You know, she didn't look as perhaps as impressive in the McLaughlin as perhaps people thought she might be, but she's still won by two and a quarter lengths. And it was 1,200 first up, so she had to tick that 1,200 metre box. 
which is always uh, you know an important box to tick for these two-year-olds. And she did that. You'd have to think there's improvement in her. She's the one to beat. I'll be having something each way on number 15, Snitcat. She was unplaced behind Cool and Gatter on debut, but didn't have a lot of luck. She finished eighth. I think she should have finished, you know, fourth or fifth. Um, her next few runs have been pretty good in Sydney, and she came off a fresh in the other day when chasing home Russian Conquest, who did beat her quite comfortably, but she drew wide, settled back. She draws in here. Uh, perfect for Jason Collett, who loves to sort of go, you know, take inside runs and duck and weave. And I think she's the best roughie. 11 in for third. Russian Conquest can't leave her out. She... Went 900 to 1,100 with a break between runs and was completely dominant. So I don't see 1,200 being any issue for her here. And I was looking at last week's races because the backup has been such a you know, proven recipe in recent years. And times say Miss Hellfire was a better performance, but to the eye, I had to put Mashani Spartan in. Um, that was just a you know, visually impressive win. And he's going to be back probably again, even though he's drawn well. But if it opens up for him and he finishes like that, he could... Uh, surprise again nine on top for me though from 15 11 and four race eight this is the other two million dollar race this is for the three-year-olds the magic millions guineas over 1400 meters daniel yeah and with the the class of the field the two jamea on top um, first up 1400 meters is the little bit of a query for her um, but she was she was meant to run on new year's day but the, the track was <coughs> too wet for robin luke price's liking so they scratched and scratches Philly and target her uh, this race first up. Uh, she had a trial at the Gold Coast in lieu of that. And I thought that trial was um, outstanding. She really hit the line nicely. Under no riding. Um, just as I said, the, the 400 metres first up is a little the little query. But on class, she's better than these. Um, she well, gets in well with the handicaps of this sort of restricted, restricted race. Considering her deeds on the track already. She's a two-time Group 2 winner. She's been, uh, she's test, been tested against sort of the best of her age group. Uh, the best fillies are age group as a two and three year old and, and, and really produced. So uh, she's on top for me. She gets to run hard to beat. I think the two six in next star man, who sort of comes into calculations only um, to the win last week. Um, there's always been a horse. that's had a bit of ability, obviously, but the, the win last Saturday was excellent. I ran past them like they were standing still 59 back to 56 here, uh, here on the quick backup. I think he has to be considered for sure. Three King of Sparta in next, um, Good first up run behind an informed pair in the Gosford Guineas. And in for fourth, have the eight, I Am Lethal, who was very impressive. Booker's ticket. Last start, just the wide draws, obviously a bit of a concern. But um, with a bit of luck from that gate, he can certainly, uh, he can certainly um, give this a shake. But two on top for me, on, on top of six, three and eight. Um, I am sticking with I Am Lethal, number eight. Shocking barrier draw. He's going to need a super ride from Hugh Bowman. But uh, he is a very talented colt. And the way he won the other day on the Kensington track had a bit of arrogance to it. So I think he just needs to um, find a bit of cover, find the right horse to follow, and he'll be very hard to beat. Uh, number six, Starman, back on the radar after last week's impressive win. He's a little bit flat second up at 1,400. So I guess just the 1,400 um, he needs to prove himself at. But that was a strong win last week. It was obviously a much weaker race, but I think he's a big chance. 11 Mimi Lagarde, another one who got uh, hurt by the barrier draw, but she's a real talent. Uh, that win in the gold edition was excellent. She'll be giving them a start, but finishing hard. And in for fourth here, can't leave Jamea out. Class filly, even though not ideal to be tackling this first up, she shouldn't be far from the action. 
And we finish the day with the Cutis uh, race over 1,300 metres, worth a million dollars. And we see last year's winner, the Odyssey, uh, trying to back up and do the double. But it looks a pretty competitive race, Daniel. It does. And I found one at a little bit of a, well, at each way odds, at the very least. And that's Lady Banff, <clears throat> the Maddie Dunn trained um, mare, stepped out to this trip last weekend. And it looks sort of the one. Um, that was going to win the race sort of 150 metres out, but took a bit of a freakish effort from Lady of Luxury uh, to run her down. She dropped 57 and a half to, 50, to 54 kilos here, and um, this is a, a little bit tougher, but not too much tougher of a race than what you saw last week. And the quick backup, I thought, uh, definitely worth an each-way play in the last race nine, number 13. In for second, I got the three, Wisdom of Water. Uh, recaptured some form last start. Uh, had been sort of mixing his form prop. Pr- Prior to that, but relished the uh, the step back in grade to win. Uh, he's got a very good record of the Gold Coast. Three wins from five starts. Four Miami Flice. Bit of a tough, only a class uh, class mare who has been uh, scratched from a race earlier in the day to contest this one. Um, so Tony Gollan obviously not too worried about the barrier there. I think she drew two in the other race. Um, that was obviously a tougher assignment. That one with Crone and Kiku in, but she looks well placed in this if she can get a good run. And in for fourth, the 7F Troop has to be included first up. Um, good draw with a good front-running rider on on top in Tim Clark. 13-3-4-7, Joel. Yeah, I'm going to try and come home with a bang here. I'm going to go to number five uh, to hit back. Boomtown Lass was placed in this race last year behind the Odyssey. I think she's going okay. The second up run behind Garibaldi was good and then just put a pen through the run the other day on the heavy 10. She just didn't really seem to pick her legs up in the final 200 metres. Um, just hopefully she can find a bit of the form from last year and she's right in a race like this at big odds. Uh, four Miami Flies also coming through a forgive run in the Nudgee where she had a tough run there. Uh, in for third, number three, Wisdom of Water. Back to winning form at Wyong. Uh, just going to need a little bit of luck to run the 1300 and 1300 sort of right at the maximum sort of distance range that the Odyssey wants, but he was able to just cling on in this last year. And although he was a bit disappointing in the Felvalon, he'll be up front for a long way here and can bounce back. Five on top for me from four, three and one. I'll make my best. I am lethal. Going to need luck, but I think he's the one to beat in the Guineas race eight, number eight. And plenty of value amongst my tips, but uh, we'll make it uh, poetic charmer as the value race six, number 16. And Daniel, your best was race one, number nine, warmth, and your value was race six, number seven, nudge. Well, hopefully uh, we've found you all the winners for a big day at the Gold Coast. As mentioned earlier, we do have black type race at Flemington, and it is the Standish, a always a, a quality sprint race uh, over 1,200 metres down the straight. It is race seven on the program on Saturday. And, Daniel, we see the very exciting Churath uh, resume. Can she keep her picket fence going? Yeah, well, she's on top for me. She had an outstanding uh, spring, didn't she? Um, four wins on the trot. It was the first of those, a benchmark 64 at Sandown. And then uh, progressed all the way through the spring, through the grades, and won the group two. Let's elope, um, beating Mystic Journey there at, at Flemington before heading for a spell. Um, she's a big... <clears throat> You've got to be a big chance in this. I think she's outstanding talent. She's two for two at Flemington. Um, this track obviously suits her down to the ground, and I think she gets the job done. 
first up here in a race of little confidence, I must admit. I think there's a bit to learn here, but now she's on top for me. I think she's the class of the field, the three, and can get the job done, even done, even though she's first up. And a few of the her rivals do have fitness on their side. Uh, the one in next, the astrologist, a very good straight track horse, loves Flemington and has got form first up. So three on top of one, ten, it's out. Might not be as talented as those two mentioned, but he's certainly a, a pretty promising gelding who seldom runs poorly. He's, he's only missed the placing, um, he's only missed top three once, and that was when finishing down the track in an Australian Guineas uh, earlier last year. Um, good behind Scorched Earth, an informed horse last week on the backup, and certainly run a race. The 10 in for fourth with the 12, Capriccio. 3 1, 10 12. Yeah, I've gone with 10. It's our time on the backup from last week. Just like the weight relief, he gets here down to 54. He was racing well down the straight prior to that. He is up a little bit in class, but I think that not to be missed and scorched earth form is you know sort of in, in the game here. So I'm with 10 on top of three, Churath, who is a talent and she has jumped out well. Six gamekeeper off a very long spell, but the Tony McAvoy stable can get these sort of middle distance staying types performing really well fresh. It is a long spell, November 2020. But, um, yeah, I reckon he might run a cheeky race first up that bloke and won the Astrologist. Very good straight performer. Does have the 59, but he just doesn't know how to run badly. And with Damien Oliver aboard, he'll be thereabouts. 10 on top for me from three, six, and one. Uh, my best for Flemington is in the last. Race nine, number 10, Picaroon. Uh, the South Australian visitor here from the Michael O'Leary stable. Very astute trainer. Haven't seen this girl since December 17, but it was an impressive win, ducking and weaving from the back and would have been a good thing beat, but she burst through and won. Linda Meach has a good record when she teams up with the O'Leary Stable and a couple of winter championships for the team. And I think uh, she's a bit of a talentless girl who can go through the grades. And my value bet comes up in the first leg of the quaddy. Race six, number 17, Zach DeBoss. Thought he was very good first up down the straight. Had no peace the other day when trying to cross from a wide gate and make the running. He'll be fitter for that. And hopefully third up, he's ready to peak. Daniel, what was your best in value? Been race five, like the four. It's been missed. Um, beat it's our time down the straight, two back, Flemington. Was first up for six weeks there. Um, very good uh, return for a bit of a fresh. Covered ground last start in the Chester Manifold, but ran on strongly. Finished third behind the, the smart lighthouse, beating the length and a half. Um, back to 50. 54 kilos here. Stays at 1,400 metres. I think looks really hard to beat. Race five, number four. The value comes up in the race prior. That is emerging the seven, the contributor gelding. Race four, number seven. Um, I thought his run two back, Werribee, 2,000 metres in a maiden. was very good behind Salto Angel. It was sort of one of the more deserving maiden winners um, considering the sort of races that she'd been running in and it's a win, but just missed that horse two back and then up to 2,400 metres and it was a bit of a cakewalk last start. Looks a very promising staying um, staying type. 24 back to 2,000 metres here, but I like the way he's heading. Gets a good run from Damien Oliver and Morton. Get barrier three. Um, have a bit of an each way bet on him. Race four, number seven. All right. Racing in Sydney on Saturday is at Rose Hill. No black type action there, but uh, plenty of winners to be found. It's a uh... Difficult sort of program, certainly difficult to assess uh, on Wednesday for the winning post uh, deadlines with plenty of dual acceptors. But uh, been having a decent run with my best bets in Sydney, so we'll try and keep it going. And I've gone with super effort 
He's come up around six or seven dollars in race eight, number five. It's a pretty open race. You can make a case for four or five of these, but I was with him first up as my value bet, and I thought he ran really well. A race that developed into a sprint home, the first two. Uh, sat in the first three and just were able to pinch a bit of a break. He was beaten a length super effort, but he did a good job coming from fifth or sixth in running to finish third. He's got a good second up record and he was very consistent last time in. So I think he'll be pretty hard to hold out super effort. And my value bet, probably I would have liked to have seen him draw a little bit better, but I've gone with race nine, number five, Shadow Crush. I think it's going better than his form suggests. And I'm really banking on that animate form being the right form. Uh, the race that Super Effort comes out of because Shadow Crush also comes out of that race. He got back and wide. And as mentioned, the lack of tempo didn't suit those that were back. And I thought he finished off quite well. I reckon now that he's fit, he's he's positioned in the first three or four previously. And I, I reckon they'll, uh, he'd be best advantaged if they perhaps um, a bit of change of tactics here and pressed forward because it doesn't seem to be a lot of pace. Liberty Sun and Perry Gord and other than that, not much. So I think now that he's fit, I wouldn't be surprised if they decide to go forward. And that would certainly give him his best chance. And as for a bit of a roughie earlier in the day, uh, they're always hard races to assess those highway handicaps. But I thought race three, number 13, all over Magic uh, could be an improver. Ran well in the country championship last year. Uh, country championship heat, I should say, behind Charmy Baby. The fresh run in provi- at provincial level was good. And he had no luck in one of these last time out. So I think he's uh, a bit of a, an improver at odds. Daniel, what did you like at Rose Hill? Yeah, quite keen on one in race five. It's the American Pharaoh Colt called Swordpoint. Chris Waller trained. Good run last start behind Sweet Ruby. Um, carried 60 kilos there and, and ran on strongly to dismiss. Plummets and weights 52 kilos. That's the key there. Um, two back defeated a horse called Flying Witness, who's quite smart. Still a maiden, but quite talented. And uh, did it quite easily there, Swordpoint. So... Um, up in trip here to 2,000 on trial at that distance, but as everything suggests, he'll handle it just fine and looks a pretty promising colt, sword point. Race five, number eight. Value comes up in race nine with the stable mate, um, horse called Fast Coney. Wasn't too bad, I thought. Uh, first up in pretty handy benchmark 78. Got a sort of back in the field there and um, did enough, I thought, fresh. Second up so, certainly suits up to a... Uh, a much more suitable distance with a thousand meters there, twelve hundred. Um, I think can quickly turn his form around, and um, thought it was worth an each way play in the ninth race. Nine, number ten, Fast Coney. South Australian action is at Murray Bridge on Saturday with Morfordville getting a, a bit of a spell. I think we're at Gawler next week, so giving these other tracks a bit of a go. And Murray Bridge has a nine race program. And Daniel, I see you're keen to get the punters off. Uh, to a flying start with your best. Mm, yeah, not a meeting. I've got a whole heap of confidence with Joel, I must admit, but I thought Ali Boom in the first, um, you know, what is a relatively small field, a field of six, uh, was uh, definitely a backable price, around $5. Um, now he's, based on what he's done recently, anyway, his recent form's good. He's always around the mark. Uh, 18 starts, six wins, nine minor placings. The last start of Flemington down the straight, Finished third to Scorched Earth, who has come out again and franked the form with another win. Um, just think that's the best form uh, in the race. Got, there's an informed one in Hika Express, a good uh, informed mare with 53.5 kilos also in the field. But the Valley Boom is a bit, a bit of class. He'll roll forward, be in this a long way, and I thought it was a very backable price in the first. Race one, number three. The value 
comes up in the last uh, desired from the Tony McAvoy stable. Rich enough filly. Um, found the line okay over at 900 metres last start. It was 1,100 back to 900 there. Um, hadn't had much luck earlier in the preparation. I think her form had been uh, it's better than it sort of looks on paper. It deserves certainly the, deserves to have a win this prep. Um, I think this is her chance here. Um, pretty moderate benchmark 60 to finish the day. She's the one on the up. Uh, gets a soft, we'll get a soft run from a, a good draw, and um, I think her talents will show late. Desired in the last race nine, number thirteen. Over in the west, uh, we see some very smart sprinters go toe to toe in the listed Miss Andretti Stakes at Ascot, race nine on the card. Now, WA correspondent BJ Ryan reckons Miss Kentiki can get the cash again, and anyone who saw her win in the Summer Scorcher a couple of weeks ago. Uh, will be in the same boat because that was amazing. She came from a hopeless position to get up and win. She does have a bit of competition here in the very smart clairvoyance, resuming from a spell, Willie Pike to ride, so looks ready to go. Uh, BJ reckons she is the hardest to beat. Uh, he's got Icy Red, Icy Red in for third, coming off a bit of a freshen since the winter bottom, and 10 River Bow in for fourth, six, eight, nine, and 10. Uh, BJ's best for the Ascot card comes up in race two, and it's number one, he's a sizzler, and his value is race six, number five, Deputano. In terms of New Zealand action this weekend, we are racing at Trentham and Wingatui in the South Island. Trentham has the Group 1 Telegraph, where we see the two outstanding mares go toe-to-toe again in on Trivier and Levante. Um, it was the Tiakau mare in Trivia that came out on top in the railway, but I'm thinking tables might be turned here. Going left-handed. Hopefully that plays into the hands of Levante's one. Four from seven. Going that direction. On Trivia's only had the one go left-handed, and that was a maiden win, uh, where she scraped in, obviously. She's gone on to greater heights since then, but um, just hoping that uh, that the uh, the left-handed direction can play into the hands of Levante. I've made her my value bet at around 460 to roll on Trivia. And my best on a good day's racing comes up in the last. Sam I am Susie, former Aussie mayor. She's knocking on the door here. She had no luck at all first up. Her next two, she's finished fourth. They've both been good runs. I think the 1600 will suit, and it's D-Day for her here because this looks an easier race than she tackled at Ellerslie last start. And if she's going to be progressing to a decent level, I would have thought she could take care of this lot. So she's the best race, nine, number 12. And at the South Island meeting, Wingatui on Saturday, my best bet comes up in race nine. It's number one, Panza. Uh, was very good first up at this grade. And their next two runs during the New Zealand Cup Carnival at Rickerton, uh, back in November, they were in tougher races. He was found wanting a little bit. I like the freshen up and I like the return to this level. He'll be hard to beat. And my value bet comes up in race number eight. And it is number six, Tactful, who is going all right. This prep hasn't had... Um, all favours, and I thought the 1,600 metres would suit on an each-way basis. Well, that just about takes us out for another big weekend of action, but we do need to get to our lazy lobsters. Well, Daniel, last week, um, I've got a bit of an excuse because my horse was scratched, although it did go around on Wednesday at Caulfield, and the less said about it, the better, um, because it uh, was no good, and... Hell I Am didn't uh, didn't fire for you on the Gold Coast. So we're both looking to bounce back to some degree. I am going to go for super effort in Sydney. 
so that is as I scramble to find what race the number. It is race eight, number five. Uh, Daniel, what will you be having your lazy lobster on? I'm going to go to Cranbourne on the Friday night. I think one's quite really well placed there. Um, saw her in the the nominations during the week and was hoping she'd that accept with her and. They have the Godolphin team with Honey Creeper, three-year-old filly. It does take on the older horses, but it's a pretty moderate class one with the exception of the last start uh, debut winner for Peter Moody in the field. I think it's a race and two, but Honey Creeper has been a filly I've always had time for and come, I think she's come up $3, which is a, a really backable price in um, in that field. So Cranbourne on Friday night, build a bank for Saturday. Race five, number six, Honey Creeper. Excellent. Well, there you go, listeners. We've found all the winners, hopefully, right through the weekend. Enjoy Magic Millions Day. Best of luck. Get out there and buy your winning post. We've got all the action covered, and we will be back next week on the Preview Podcast.